Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, you're listening to Parents in Hell with... Rex, can you say Rob Beckett? Beckett. <laughs> and can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Come That's actually a bonus one. They've sent both their children. Here it is. Party. Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? I just said, Good boy. There we go. You call you a c. You didn't call me a c. I said, I called you a c. Did it? Let's have a listen. I just said, Cunt. Oh, boy. Did Josh the c. Are we bleeping that? Don't know. Not his bit. No. You'll understand what we're saying by what he said. Uh, this is a 24-month-old RTM Rex having a go at the intro. We love listening to... Oh, they must be um, twins. We love listening to your podcast every week, especially hearing stories about Josh's son. We feel like we have two versions of him. So our lives are absolute carnage, but your podcast gets us through. Please find some more stories of twin parents to keep it sexy and relatable for families and multiples. Yeah, we do need to find some more celebrity twin parents. Who's got twins? Jedward's mum and dad. Jedward's mum and dad. They're on the show. Love from Emily and Josh in Nottingham. We do try and get a real cross-section of people. Yeah. But it's sometimes difficult to get people that are known and available. We're really struggling with people that have undergone tough divorces. They're not as up for it. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. We do want to speak to more people that are like either, you know, divorced or single parents or whatever. But sometimes not everyone's keen keen to discuss. (laughs) What I would say is, though, we don't pay our guests, so if you did come on, you wouldn't have to give them half. (laughs) That would be the... 
the one bonus. <laughs> How are you, Josh? I'm very good. Last time we spoke... I'm dipping for the line of the summer holidays, Rob. What's that? You're dipping for the line? I'm dipping for the line, and it's still a long way away. Because last time we spoke, we did a quick John Richardson sort of intro, which was more about John Richardson and the strokes. However, the time before that... I was just going off on holiday. You were very busy. Yeah. You were quite stressed. Yeah. How are you feeling? Well, I would say I'm not on my most spiritually enlightened. No, okay. The summer holidays are not as fun as you think they might be. They're not very spiritually enlightening. You know? No. Well, I told you this last time, didn't I, that yeah. I got to the three-week mark and I said to Rose, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that, yeah. yeah. And it's it's been tough since... Last week, it was fine, but... Can I say something that'll make you annoyed? Yeah. You know my brother who said, like, oh, after a couple of months, the baby will be fine, we'll be on top of it? It is. Yeah. Oh. His baby sleeps 11 hours a night. Oh, my God. Every night. Oh, my God. All the way through, near enough. Wakes up one quick feed, but then... Our bedtimes are fucking right off at the moment. <laughs> It's two hours, 45 minutes all in. What, to get him into bed and to sleep? From start to end. We don't have a bedtime routine anymore. No, but when you've got a two-year-old, Rob, you forget... Yeah, true. ...how resistant they are to things. He, he doesn't want to do bedtime, and so everything's a battle. Except he will go to sleep. You can't just leave him in the room to sort of watch telly or iPad or read. No, he can't put himself to bed. No. No. <laughs> The all solution, we don't really do bedtime, doesn't work with a two-year-old. Yeah, I forget you got to. Oh, do you know what? I think you're wasting your time. Let him bath himself, get changed, and then get in bed, yeah. Yeah, just let him have a play and then pop himself yeah. in bed. Climb up the top bunk. Yeah, it's fucking mental. Honestly, it's such a bat. Every stage is a battle. Yeah, but Josh, it goes so quick. These are just such precious moments you're missing. He is great for the rest of the day, but at bedtime, his... His can-do attitude is fucking annoying. In what way? He's just so positive during the day. And then that positivity at bedtime needs to fucking rain its neck in, mate. That, I want to play. So he's too positive at bedtime as well? Yeah, because he's like, I want to play. You know, I don't want to get out of the bath. I don't want to go to bed. He loves life too much, Rob. Has he got a nap in the day? Yeah, but you can't take that away or he goes insane. <laughs> It's not that he's not tired, because when he gets in bed, he goes to sleep. There's not a problem with him yeah, being tired. right. It's just resistant. Yeah. <laughs> the, the panic in your eyes when I suggested he doesn't have a daytime nap, that panic. No, trip. no. I, it, you didn't like that? On a Saturday, Rob, I take the freedom. Mm. I'm anchored to the fucking house. <laughs> what time's his nap? 12 till half two. Oh, that's a long nap. Can't you shorten the nap? No, because it's the best bit of the day, Rob. <laughs> I know, but he's not going to bed at night. He is. He's not. It's not that he's not... He was exhausted last night. No, no. As soon as he gets in bed, he goes to sleep. But you can't get him into the bed. He just wants to live his life. Maybe if you'd shortened it by an hour, he might go to bed an hour earlier. No, he wouldn't. No. No. Okay. No, it's not that. No, no. It feels like quite a simple maths That's equation That's not how... It, all right, Russell If you're taking Kane. two and a half hours... <laughs> I'm just saying, if he's taking two hours, 45 to get him into bed and he's sleeping for two and a no, half... No, 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 that's, that's both of them. Right, OK, yeah. He's taking an hour, but it's the longest hour of my life. Yeah, right, OK. The hour is get him up there, get him undressed, all of these are battles. Get him in the bath, right? bath him, get him out of the bath, that's a battle. They're all battles. Dry him, put on his eczema cream, get him into his bedroom, <laughs> put on his nappy, put on his sleeping clothes stuff, let him play with my daughter. It sounds like your bedtime. <laughs> Read some books, watch some videos on the iPad of songs, calming songs, get in bed. Yeah. Every single one of them is about. But he doesn't want to do any of them. No. Well, 
I just think you need to shorten the nap. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's okay. my instinct. Okay. I'm an instinct player. Well, I don't want your instinct. I don't want your instinct. <laughs> you, your kids get up at half five. <laughs> they won't go to bed last night either. They just come down and start pretending they like football. <laughs> They, they watch the uh, just watch the football. Do you know what you want to try, Rob? What's that? Just be more chilled out with the bedtime. I'll be honest with you. I genuinely couldn't be more chilled out with the bedtime because <laughs> I don't know what time they go to bed. I don't even think they washed last night. It's getting feral in our house. Is that summer holidays? I feel like yeah. I feel like now I'm not really a dad anymore. I've just got two lodgers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it feels like. Oh. But because they're, they're getting old now, this um, we came back from the holiday in Spain, so they've been staying up later. Yeah, obviously classic uh, British Airways. Josh, I know you love oh, them, but no, uh, cancelled the flight a few days before. Why do you do it to yourself, Rob? But what I would say to them is they're very good on the app to rebook the cancelled flight. So they've not solved one problem, but once the flight's cancelled, they've made it quite easy to rebook another flight. So I will say that's pretty good. I'd say that is faint praise. Also, as well, I didn't know I'm a uh, silver member. Of BA, I didn't realise. That doesn't surprise me. You're on planes every fucking day of the week. I know. And I don't know what that means, but then when we were queuing up for an hour at Malaga Airport and I got to the front and there was like a business queue and a little thingy queue. You'd been in the... Oh, no. And she was like, you could have gone in there, you know? But you know what? I don't want to be in there because all the people in there are big, fat-bellied, red-faced old men that stomp through. Excuse me, I've actually got my loyalty. I just look at them and think I'd rather fucking yeah. wait here. Give it 10 years. I'd rather wait here than be part of that fucking little gang. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the old silver membership gang. Oh, silver back, silver membership, red faced, fat bastard gang <laughs> shuffling through their briefcase and their sad dreams. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm going to be that fat bloke. Give it another few years. You won't ever have a briefcase. The thought of you with a briefcase. Excuse me. <laughs> Nothing in it. <laughs> Nothing in it. Another little bottle of squash. Just a Game Boy. <laughs> Just my DS. DS. What's Switch? That's what I've got. You know, hanging around with you too much. Uh, but do you want to hear about the holiday? Should I talk to you about what happened? Yeah, and then I'll tell you about my morning. Not morning this morning. A morning. Um, right, so... My kids are five and seven, aren't they? Nearly eight and six. So they near enough say all words correctly, yeah. apart from a couple. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And me and Lou have decided that we're not going to correct them on these ones to see how long it lasts. Yeah. So we got suspicious for suspicious. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's very suspicious. Yeah. And we got for obstacle is obstacle. Yeah. And alcoholic is alcoholic. Why are you talking to them, Rob, about alcoholics? Suspicious and obstacles. <laughs> I'm suspicious he's an alcoholic. No, well, no, because... I'm suspicious that mummy's an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm not. It's clear as day. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when we was on holiday, they said, do you want some special kids champagne? It was that strawberry oh, right. fizzy stuff. Yeah. She said, this is an alcoholic, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, we ventured into a new stage of dinner time, Josh, of no iPads at the dinner table on holiday. Whoa. Now, exactly. we discussed this before, but I vividly yeah. remember being on holiday with Rose before we had kids yeah. and seeing a family with their kid with an iPad and thinking, that is a shame. Yep, same here. And now, yep. now I just do anything for my children to just sit at the table just that little bit longer on holiday. And by that little bit longer, I mean at least until my main has arrived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and until you can eat without feeling sick. But, well, no, mine are older now, so you can chat to them. And, like, we've been playing Uno with them. Yeah. They like playing Uno. I mean, 
the tears and tantrums at losing, but they've got to learn. What is Uno? It's a card game, isn't it? Uno's like a card game where the different colours, different numbers, and it all goes around in a circle, and right. it's quite simple. So it's like a card game, but it's so simple that yeah. young kids can, you know, my five-year-old's playing it and stuff, but they're just so obsessed with winning. Oh, it's... But then you find like they're having absolute complete tantrums and meltdowns oh, over Uno. Oh, God. And I'm like, wouldn't it be better? Like, they were so tired as well. So we did... The first two nights with iPads at dinner, they went, no, it stops. We had three nights that were golden where we chatted to them, played Uno. Then the last two nights were fucking hell. And we were like, we should have brought the card. There was one night where my daughter was so tired and so fed up and stressed. And she, she was being quite rude. And I was like, no, say please and thank you. And she was just sort of like refusing. And then she was playing with her water and then she smashed the, like knocked over her water and it fell on the floor. Oh, and then the customer service at this hotel was amazing. And I don't know why it was so good. I don't know if they were paid more. So that's the selling point for that hotel. Or it felt like the only other reason would be that the owner of the hotel has taken all their families hostage and they've been forced to work until they come home safe. And well, I wouldn't rule that out, Rob. I wouldn't rule <laughs> that out. five star on TripAdvisor. But I think there's a bit more, in Spain, I think there's a bit more pride in customer service and working in a restaurant than in England. Did the manager kiss the waitress on the lips to thank her for... Uh... <laughs> no, he didn't actually, but he grabbed his groin after every call. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so she spilt this water because she was like being a bit like trying to sleep in the chair and being a bit thingy, but she was tired. She'd been in the sun all day and then she spilt this water and then the guy went on his hands and knees to clear this water up and my daughter... I looked down, refused to move her feet so he could wipe under her face. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I nearly fucking decapitated her. Yeah, that is. I was like, that's, the that anger is. levels of just like, and it, it touched every part of me of like, we take this nice hotel, you're being rude, yeah. you've spilt water, which is fine, people have accidents, but now you're refusing to move your feet while oh someone tries God. to wipe under your oh feet, what have I bred? You know, all this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just so, oh God. so angry. But then I was like, like, like calm down a bit. It's like no, they've just been forced to sit. At, it was an all inclusive, so you basically sat down eating three times a day, yeah. seven days a week. But like in the end, she said to the man, "Sorry," and moved her feet and stuff like that. But oh. this rage that went through me, I was like, "This is not okay." Because it taps into various things, doesn't it? Like that you're so worried about creating within your child, like entitlement. Yeah, holidays is our thing, mine and Lou. That's yeah. what we spend our like money on. We don't have you know much other flash stuff or anything. I'd say, Rob, holidays is 100% your thing. Mm. Some people buy a flash watch, some people like cars, some people like Madhouse or whatever. For us, we spend all our money on holidays. Some people buy a flash watch and then they can't go in the sea on holiday, Rob. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> people are different. So I'm just sort of like every part of me was like, and then as I did that, the other one was picking her nose and I was like, don't pick your nose. She went, I'm not picking it, I'm scratching it. I was like, how do you prove otherwise? <laughs> Ignore that. And then we're sort of telling one off. And the other one is now drinking ice cream out of a bowl. So it's all just kicked off completely. And then the waiter knocked a glass and smashed a glass, right, by accident. But it looked like it was our kid. And Lou went, she's drinking ice cream out of a bowl. What do we do? I went, if we just look the other way, it's not happening. So we just agreed to look the other way while she drank ice cream out of a bowl, Josh. And then I became that parent that I'm like, don't just pretend it's not happening. My back was against the wall. It was. Oh, man. And I left that. And normally, my children, I pride myself and they're very polite. Yes, yeah, very well behaved. Very kind. Yeah, polite. You know, genuinely, you know, and if they ever are. But, but three nights of Uno can push people too far. <laughs> Exactly. I tell you the problem you've got is I'll let my daughter win at Snakes and Ladders, but there's only one of her. Mm, yeah. Because my son's obviously too young to play Snakes and Ladders. So you aren't in a position with Uno where there's ever going to be a game 
Well, one of your daughters isn't going to be pissed off. No, but what you can do is, like, when the other parent's there, you can sort of stitch them up slightly or whatever. But the other day, both of us, me and Lou, got out straight away. It was a head-to-head between the two daughters. Oh. I was like, this is bad. Oh, no. Because also, so this is the other thing. We were playing football. There was a little father-side thing, and they wanted to play football. So I was playing football. One was in goal, and then the uh, other one wanted to just play against me, and it was first to ten. And obviously, I'm better than her at football, because she's seven, so I don't play. Ah! And she was like, I was letting her score and all that. And she was like, yeah, I'm so good at football. I'm better than you. But, and I was like, well, now I'm going to have to win this. <laughs> so I let, I let it get to 9 all. Then I scored the winner. And I was like, I can't just allow her to win and think that she's just like... Because she was giving it the massive large one. And I was like, no, I won that. And then she was like, oh, I went, but did you enjoy it? She was like, yeah. And I said to Lou, I was like, yeah, I don't think we should just let them win everything. At this age, she's seven, nearly eight, right? We've yeah. got to get to the point where like, no, there are levels to this, right? <laughs> and I am better than you. <laughs> I didn't say this to her. No. However, I just thought when it came to the final kick, I'm not missing on purpose to let her win. What does that teach you? And Lou was like, are you being serious? I was like, yeah. She was like, you sound like someone of GB News. I was like, yeah, no, but <laughs> maybe I do. Give it 10 years. But I don't know the right, but I can't just keep letting them win in everything. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know what to do. When they're young. Like, uh, you... It's difficult, isn't it? Because do you know what? When I let my daughter win. At... And I'm not smashing them. It's not like 10 no, nil, no, no, you no. finished, let's go home. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm letting them get a few in and going, oh, well done and stuff like that. You and... don't play that many things where it comes up. So she's not really that into competitive sports in that sense. She's more into gymnastics or throwing herself off the sofa and stuff. Yeah. But it might come. I can never believe that she can't see what I'm doing. Like, I find it baffling that your daughter can't see that you're easing off. Because in my head, I'm like, well, he's fucking 37, mate. He plays football every Tuesday. Do you genuinely believe it's 9-0? I can't believe this. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't say that to her. No, no, no. But I can't believe it when the kids fall for it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So you're like, well, this is a bit of harmless fun. And then you're like, no, they genuinely think. Yeah. And then it's like, an, oh, I'm better than you, Liz. And I'm like, one, I don't care if she thinks that. I'm not like, no, actually, let's break this down. That was a great performance for me. But I'm like, she can't just live a life thinking that she's... Because everyone should never get better then. Right in with your stories of... Well, yeah. How do you compete against your children? Because the Barry Hearn, Eddie Hearn thing is... I don't want that. But not only did Barry Hearn not let Eddie Hearn win, Barry Hearn went 100% and would be bowling at a seven-year-old at about 70 miles an hour in cricket. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, that I don't think's okay. I think that's too far. Yeah. However, there's got to be a bit of middle ground, isn't there? Just trying to think what my... don't know, did I compete against my parents much? Like, we played beach cricket and stuff. Looking back, I think my dad probably was eating off. Well, do you know what used to really annoy me, really frustrate me, is which I think is quite psychotic, actually, looking back on it. But my dad would play pole against me. And I think my dad's very competitive and would want to win. And then to try and get in my head, if I was beating him and it was like he was going, because this was when I was yeah. like 12 or 13, so you might be quite good at pole. Yeah, by yeah, then. I was good at pole. That was my sport. He'd go, as had got like three in a row, go, oh, do you want me to play properly now then? Oh. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't it? Because I'm like, if he isn't playing properly... And I'm doing really well. He might go, do you know what? He's getting better now in his own head. I'll start trying to get him in to make this a bit more competitive. But you don't need to try and like play mind games like Wenger and Ferguson. Like, (laughs) oh, should I play properly now? You're like, what the fuck's that? I'm 12, mate. You're 52. (laughs) I've just realised that's mental, isn't it? (laughs) 
It's such a weird area, isn't it? Yeah. So do write in. When have you fucked it up? Is it what ideally we're looking for? Well, if anyone understands, anyone's like an academic on this shit, if there is a, just let us know what the right, some sort of psychologist. Yeah, Philippa Perry level of person. Yeah. What should you do with your kids? Yeah. Because I don't want to, I'm not schooling my child to be a cutthroat. I don't want to do that Barry Hearn thing. No, no. I'm not trying to train my daughter to be a footballer, no. but I'm just like trying to understand a level of competitiveness and what... To, I think if they come out of it and enjoyed it and they've enjoyed the process, that's the main thing because yeah. whether you do get to a level where you're really good at something, if you don't enjoy the process, it's pointless. Yeah, totally. The end goal, the win or the loss isn't the thing, it's the process. But however... I would say she's much more comfortable in me winning at football than she is Uno. She went fucking mental. The crying of just like instant tears over Uno is insane. But we're learning as a family how to do it, basically. That's why Snakes and Ladders is so dodgy, Rob. We played Snakes and Ladders. Yeah. And I'll play this one, which is basically like kind of, it's a different version of Jenga. That's quite easy to throw. It's very easy to fuck that up. Yeah. Snakes and ladders, it's all in the fucking dice and it's brutal. <laughs> that snake who's on like 98 out of 100. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, I can't do anything about that, you snaky bastard. And you can't lie about it. Then you can't, no. you know, you're not teaching them to add up properly then. Yeah, I'm just like scooting my guy onto the top of a snake and going, <laughs> oh no, here we go, back down again. <laughs> oh, bloody nightmare, down here again. And then I'm like, then I see the joy in their eyes and I'm like, you fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wake up you know what's going on here you need to in year three let's not fuck about now let's play do you want me to start trying now <laughs> yeah do I, oh, do I want to start playing roll the dice and get lucky properly can you throw Uno is it one of those games where you've got enough say so in it yeah you can sl- so what I don't I don't throw it completely but I'll try and extend it slightly yeah but no it's a bit more what's good about it is it is quite lucky and it can go on and on so but yeah. any other games people can recommend to play and stuff like that will yeah. take on board but, uh, but yeah you, the thing is you want your kids to have been nice and polite but also have a little bit of personality but you don't want your kids to be these insane must win no. competitive but I'm competitive Rob yeah and it's awful <laughs> it's a fucking Awful character trait. Yeah, because you're scared of losing because it means you're a failure. But the, what the, I think the message is... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, not you. One is. I'm not a failure, mate. No, no. Okay, absolutely not. No, tell me why. I'm not scared of losing. I'm not scared of losing. Hey, tell me why you're not a failure. I'm not a failure. Yeah, why not? Why aren't you? Seen this watch? <laughs> not allowed to take it off outside the house. According to the Manor Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not afraid of losing. Well, I used to be super competitive. I think as competitive yeah. as you, if not more. I used to Google every comedian that was five years ahead of me and I would make sure that I was at the same stage or ahead of them in my career as there. Oh, my word, yeah. So I'm trying to introduce losing. Yeah. And it isn't the end of the world. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Rather than, yeah, you've won, you've won. It sets you free. Well, yeah, exactly. And also, what really is a win and a loss? Here we go and it goes back to being a bit spiritual, we don't know what's good news or bad news because we don't know enough about the future. 
For example, Josh, I broke my ankle playing football and I missed out on, there was that League of Their Own road trip. I think I spoke about this before. Yeah. I've been booked to do the whole series on that, which would have been my biggest sort of exposure. It would have been my biggest payday. Before that, I wasn't getting regular money. I was doing the odd yeah. show here and there. Yeah. And when you're a regular on it, you get a bit more money, but it's also six episodes rather than one. And that was my whole six weeks booked out. And it was the most money I was ever going to earn in like six weeks. Broke my ankle, missed out on all of it. Then you did some, some other people did some, and I weren't on it. Alan did some. Tom Davis did some. Alan Carr did, Tom Davis did some, and all that, where I was going to be on every one. I was devastated. I couldn't walk. I was sat in my house, lost a load of money, couldn't even go out and do other jobs, blah, 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 blah. And this was at a point where I wasn't fully established. I hadn't really toured that much. I hadn't done this podcast. I hadn't done all these other things. And I was sitting there going, I'm fucked here. This is all my money. And I thought I was working for six weeks. But then, because I was available more, we did more Robin Romesh, which then went on to be probably the biggest thing yeah. on telly I've done. And yeah. but however, that may not have happened if I hadn't broke my ankle and all stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. It's sort of that where you think, you've, oh my God, I've lost this. I've won that. And all, but it's actually, if you enjoy the process of it all and, and just enjoy each day of it and enjoy the playing of Uno, playing of the football, the actual end result doesn't really matter because you don't know what that's going to push you on to achieve totally agree rob also being able to fail is incredibly important yeah experiencing failure it's inevitable and whatever that means whatever that means yeah i know that's like a loaded word but like things going wrong you know it's a great experience for you and it can be more helpful than just winning well it, and i was trying to do that with the girls when i was leaving the holiday they loved it so much i was so sad i was like i don't want to go home i feel sad and me and lou were instinctively like going well don't worry next week we're gonna have a barbecue yeah, 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 we're yeah. gonna get the dogs back you can see georgie and freddie yeah, yeah. and i was like no actually allow them to be sad yeah it's okay to be sad because you've had a good time because they're quiet when they're sad they're quiet and you can try <laughs> exactly <laughs> Well, no, but it's like for adults as well, embrace that you feel sad because you can't avoid or distract yeah. from emotions. You need to feel them and then understand that they come and they go yeah. and nothing's permanent. But trying to be in a constant fix of this is fun, but don't worry about that. Next week's going to be, it's sort of, it's manic. Yeah. And it's sort of what we fell into. I was like, no, actually, let's just shut up, Lou, and allow him to be a bit sad. It's okay to feel a bit sad. Yeah. Shut up, Lou. That, that's the quote. There's the title of the episode. Shut up, Lou. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I've got some other stuff from the holiday to go through. Quite funny um, that I watched football in a shame bar. What's a shame bar? Well, it was an all-inclusive hotel, and there's basically a discotheque, because it's a family resort. Discotheque. It was a discotheque. There's a tiny little room with two screens in. It was basically open from 11pm to 1am, and it's downstairs in the basement next to like the shop oh, of the hotel, because it's for 
the alcoholics to go until the early hours and not keep everyone awake getting drunk on the balconies. What's the word? The, the al- uh, alcoholics. 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 The alcoholics. And um, that's where I watched the football because the Premier League was on. I just sat down there with a load of lads watching oh the football. My God. And the girls like, Are you going back to the basement? I was like, Yeah. It was oh like 30 no. degrees heat. Oh, I was down there. What was the game? Please tell me it mattered. Uh, yeah, to be fair, they were good games. It was Tottenham, Manchester United. I also oh, so it wasn't even your team. I watched three. I watched Chelsea, Man United. Three! No, I watched Man United, Tottenham. I watched Chelsea, West Ham. And I watched Arsenal. Chelsea, West Ham! And I watched the Women's uh, World Cup final. Four games! <laughs> what a holiday. Fucking love it. In the dark! Four matches in the dark. <gasps> Two oh weeks into the season, so they don't even matter yet. Oh, it does matter, Josh. It doesn't matter. Football. I love football so much. God. I just love it. It's my little distraction. It's the way like Lou keeps watching the Vanderpump. Your distraction? It took up all your holiday. <laughs> Well, that was the other thing on the holiday, the kids' club. The girls absolutely love the kids' club. Our rule is, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. We do whatever they want to do. Yeah. They went in the first day, and there was these um, two English lads called Alfie and Soul, and they were like kids' entertainers types. And they went in there, and normally, when they go abroad, the Spanish or Greek kids' club people are a bit more measured and calm, and they yeah, do yeah. colouring in, and everything's like, let's go on an environmental walk, and it's all like... Yeah, my daughter loves it. My kids hate it, right? And my, these lads were like... One of the games was like smacking you on the head, get a sweet, <laughs> which was like they had one of them pool noodles where they were just like hitting them on the head, and our kids loved that face painting yeah. and playing a game where if you got it wrong, they poured water over your head. So they loved all that, but so they didn't want to go in if it was the hotel ladies yeah. that were a bit calmer, but they wanted to go in if it was these lads, and they're coming out going, "Yeah, we love it, we love Alfie and Soul, we don't like the hotel people." I was like, "Don't shout that, that's rude." You know, tell us, and then they were like, "Can we come back tomorrow?" Yeah, and then Alfie and Soul went, "Oh, we're not in tomorrow, and that's our day off," and they went. We're not coming back. We're going. So then they went in. They didn't do all of it at the end, but they went, can we go back morning and afternoon? They went in morning and afternoon for five days in a row, Josh. Oh, my God. So it was only like two-hour shifts, so we were with them yeah. for, you know, morning. You were and making then, them cry over breakfast, lunch and dinner playing Uno, and then they'd be back in yeah, with yeah. Alfie and Sol, <laughs> who were letting them win, I imagine, planting all the seeds, winding them up. And then enjoy the holiday. I'll ask them next time if they let them win or not, but um, they absolutely loved it. But it was the first time, Josh, and I bring hope to this episode. It was the first time ever on holiday I was bored. Yeah, of course you were fucking bored, Rob. There was nothing to do. You were watching fucking Lincoln versus Exeter or whatever you were doing in the dark. <laughs> no, but during the day, I went out for my walk in the morning. Yeah. By the way, I was walking along. Josh, I don't know what came over me. I was doing my walk in the morning topless. You fucking wanker. You absolute plonker. I was walking topless along the seafront. You're awful. On your own? Well, yeah, I didn't, what do you mean? Look, might get some mates together. No, I didn't know if it was a family walk or your walk. No, just, so what I do is in the morning, get up, have breakfast, drop the kids off, the kids come up, and I go for my long, like, five, six K walk along the seafront. I put cream on, did it topless. How do you feel about that? I don't know how I feel about that. I'm close to leaving the Zoom. But it was so hot, Josh. I didn't have enough T-shirts. I was sweating through them. What do you think? Dear. I started off with a vest. Well, you weren't you weren't jogging, so I'll give you no, that. No, I couldn't jog. I started off with a vest, and I thought, you know what? I'm a bit warm. I'm going to pop this off. But that's not me, Josh. No. Well, it is, because you did it. Yeah, but then do you know what made me put my top on straight away? You realised who you were? No. Someone come up to me and can I have a photo? Oh. <laughs> that one's hopeless, though. Did you say yes, but I'm going to have to put my top photo my- Well, no, but I didn't want I was like, yeah, one second. They sort of started lining up the selfie before I could put my top on. You like so that? So I sort of like, he held it in. I was just sort of like trying to sink my tits out of shot. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's horrible. <laughs> and then I was laying on the sunbed and someone come up and went, can I have a photo? I was like, oh, okay. All right. And I got up and I was like, 
had headphones on, laying on a sunbed in my trunks. And then I was like, okay. And she, I thought it was going to be the woman like with me doing a headshot selfie. Yeah. No, she went with him, her two-year-old that was like by my knee. That's full length shot of me in my pants. Isn't it? <laughs> headphones in, listening to Leeds versus Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> And then um, some bloke come up to me, Josh, and went, uh, do, do you ever get people that recognise you, but they sort of say something weird that you can't compute? Right, yeah, yeah. This guy come up to me, I was laying on the sunbed, headphones in, eyes shut. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, that screams, let's do selfies. Yeah. You know, not walking around the resort the rest of the day. What are you listening to? Um, podcasts. Right. Or, um, I just listened back to these. It's only good podcasts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Giving Michael some notes. I'll tell you what, a British scandal with Matt Ford and Alice Levine. Really, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he went, tapped me on the shoulder. I'm sort of like off, like open my eyes. And um, he went, and I did the classic one earphone out to go, this is a short chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He went, uh, Star Wars. What? I went, pardon? He went, Star Wars. I went, what? Uh, sorry? He didn't budge. Star Wars. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know. He went, Star Wars. I went, sorry, mate, I don't know what's happening. He went, Star Wars. I went, yeah. I, I, he went Star Wars. I went. I don't know what's going on here, mate. I went. Sorry, mate. I don't know what you're saying. What you're talking. Star Wars. Like annoyed with me. I was like, mate, you can't just keep saying Star Wars. I don't know what it is. He went Star Wars. The magic. Vegas. Or Romesh. And I remembered in the episode I did with Romesh about magic. I did a trick where the answer was Star Wars. Fucking hell, that's a deep dive, isn't it? You did that about a year ago. <laughs> I know it's been on recently, but. So a year ago, I once did a trick for 15 minutes saying stuff. That's what you forget, isn't it? It goes to the telly and it becomes a bigger thing. And he was kind of, I went, I went, oh yeah, cool Star Wars. Yeah, like that. He went, oh yeah, yeah. Oh and then we had a photo. But I was like, honestly, he said Star Wars to me 10 times. And I was just like, I just don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> and oh, this I can tell you this, Josh. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. I'm going through my notes and then we'll talk about your, your, your morning. Um, I Tell me if you think this is weird. We got chatting to a lady and her son at the hotel. Kids were playing with him in the pool. Nice boy. Mm. He was a bit older than them, so my girls are like, he was about 10 or 11, so the girls are like, yeah. oh my God. And he was like shaking around on this inflatable. And he was here with his mum. Yeah, he sounds a bit, he's, he's a weirdo, obviously. No, he's a lovely boy. A 10-year-old boy that's playing with a seven and a five-year-old girl, Rob. Well, <laughs> well now you've said it like that, with that intonation. <laughs> they were on his float and he oh, would push I'm... it round and shake the float. So he was quite enjoying sort of being the older one. Yeah. Anyway, he was sat with his mum and it was just him and his mum and then like yeah. my far youngest was like where's his dad really oh, loud no. in the restaurant oh, I'm like, oh god and I was like oh, I was like I don't know I mean but you know not everyone has a dad he may be away or working dad. or he may not see I didn't say dad he may not see his dad as much but not everyone has a mum and a dad with them all the time yeah she went oh and then she sort of like went up to him and was like oh no oh no where's your dad I was like okay I didn't mean get more info Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. I didn't give you the options <laughs> oh, for you God. to confirm. And then the mum was like, oh no, she basically had a really bad sickness on the morning of the flight. Yeah. And he was just like, I cannot leave my house. <laughs> so, but they didn't want to lose the money on the holiday. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So she went off. Anyway, and then we're sitting around the pool and it's the boy and his mum and they're playing and stuff like that. And then all out of the corner of our we see a man come over to the mum. Here we go. And start hugging and like getting off of her. What? I was like, I mean, there was like drama, gossip around the pool, what's going on? And then we realised it was the dad had surprised them because he felt better and got a oh. flight and come out on a holiday. Oh. So then the boy, it was like one of them, you know, dad's coming back from the army videos, right? Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's... It was like surprise, surprise. And then the boy was like, he was in the pool. He was like, dad? <laughs> dad? 
And then you see him like swimming towards his dad and then my daughter pops out and goes, see, he has got a dad. I'm like, yeah, let's stop shouting about dad. And then he gets out the pool and then they have this big family hug and a oh. kiss. And I took photos of it. Did you? Because I thought it's- At a- their request? No. That's weird. I took a punt. Right, Rob, come on now. I was like, I think this is weird. So I took photos of them. For them? Yeah, not for us. Yeah. Just for our Instagram. Have you deleted them? Do you know what? I should delete them, actually. So I took the photos, and then when she walked past, I said, oh, well, that's a nice surprise. You know, and, and just to confirm, that is your husband, right? Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. I, was, I didn't know if he was getting off with a waiter. A bit yeah, of fun. yeah, yeah. Bit of fun. Because... If it was a waiter, then you'd be in double bucks because you'd have those photos. Exactly. And you'd be able to go, oh, it's not your husband. Could have sued her. Yeah. Could have blackmailed her. Yeah. Um, Couldn't sue her for that. And uh, (laughs) I said, I hope you don't find it weird. It just was a really sweet moment of you all sort of having a little family hug. So I took some photos. If you're giving me a number, I can send them to you. Yeah. And she went, oh, thanks, that's really kind. And then I sent them over and then they, you see them come off her phone because they were opposite and she was like pointing at them going like that. And then the, the husband gave me a little thumbs up. Oh. But you're right, I should delete them. But I didn't know if that was weird or a nice thing to do. I think it's nice. I did a weird thing, Rob. Is this weird? With a member of the public. I was out with my son on Thursday. Yeah. We were at the cafe in Victoria Park. Of course you were, yeah. Yeah. Spreading your wings, were you? And he was having a bun. I could see the stage where the strokes were going to play that I wasn't going to go to. And there's two guys behind me. They look like normal East End wankers, yeah? Like like me, yeah. Yeah, like sort of the trendy ones, sort of yeah, brightly yeah. coloured socks, ankles out. Yeah. Those little weird sort of expensive converse. Turned out they were historians. They were his- what? They were historians, because I was listening to their conversation. Oh, right, yeah, go on. And one of them said, of course, Dominic Sandbrook was my lecturer at Sheffield. Now, if you don't know, Dominic Sandbrook is... Of course I don't know. Who the fuck Sandbrook? <laughs> He's the his, one of the two historians on The Rest is History, which I listen to. Right. Okay, sure. Isn't everything history? Well, The Rest is History. It's just the title. And so I was then in the park 20 minutes later, mm. and I'd, I thought I'd have loved to have talked to that guy about Dominic Sandbrook. Yeah. And then the guy turns up at the same slide. With his kids? With his kids. Yeah. And I go, um, I didn't really realise this was weird at the time, but then afterwards I told my friend I'd done this, and he was like, that is a weird thing to do. Yeah. Go on. I said, I couldn't help but hear your conversation in the cafe that you were you went to the University of Sheffield and your lecturer was Dominic Sandbrook. Oh yeah. And he said, Yeah, yeah. And I said, What was he like? I don't find it weird, but I think you should be embarrassed that you're admitting this out loud. I think it's yeah. If he'd said that he'd once went out for dinner with Barack Obama, <laughs> I think go in. But I'd say the shame and embarrassment level for a Sandbrook. No offense to Dominic. I don't think it's worth the social embarrassment, but I'm not a Sandbrook devotee like you. No, and I'm not a Sandbrook devotee in that I'm undecided on him because I don't know what if I agree with his politics. So I said to this guy, so what was he like as a lecturer? And he told me. (laughs) And then I said, what do you think his politics are? Because he... I can't work out how right-wing he is. Mm. And this guy was like, oh, oh, there. And then he went, so did you go to the University of Sheffield? To me? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I just listened to his podcast. And he looked at me with absolute sadness in his eyes, really. That you're listening to his old lecturer. That I'm such a saddo that I'm listening to a podcast and then accosting people in the street to say, I recently heard them talking in a different location about their lecturer from uni. Yeah, I feel like if in the cafe, if you went, oh, Dominic Sandbrook. Yeah. If you'd gone, oh, that's weird. I'm not, you could even like, I'm listening to his podcast at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But to go like, what's he like and what's his politics? (laughs) That is quite an intense, because he doesn't really know him. He just got taught by him at uni. Yeah. It was quite a weird moment. 
So what did he say about his politics? Uh, he said he, he thinks that he's not as right-wing as he comes across. Right, okay. It wasn't even in, that interesting. Was you happy you asked? No, because <sighs> then the conversation petered out and then we were still on the same slide for the next ten minutes. Oh, dear. Oh, Josh. Yeah. But, you know, you, you just wanted to know, didn't you? Yeah, I'm just quite a weird bloke sometimes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Tell me some more about some holiday stuff. Can I uh, tell you about my daughter uh, dealing with a naughty kid? Yeah. So there was a naughty kid on holiday that was spraying the lifeguards with a water pistol, which is not on. Oh, come on, mate. They're trying to do their job. And the parents were, like, giggling along. In the end, I just went to the lifeguard, stand behind my son's bed, because he won't squirt me, and if he does, I'll rip his fucking head off. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And he was like, he went, gracias. I went, stay there, brother. I got this. <laughs> so he just sort of stood behind me. and Because ah, ah, like, ah. he was walking around the pool trying to get away from it, because he can't just go, oh, this is this little fucking kid. <laughs> yeah, Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. Which is why I would have got sacked from that kind of job. So, because it's like, they can't, but I'm like, Parents, so don't tell the kid up. Anyway, you'd have loved that job because you can, you you're actually encouraged to wear shorts. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> it would be the perfect job, lifeguard, t-shirt and shorts. Fucking get it. Barefoot and shorts. That's my kind of life. I think I'm gonna be that bloke who wears shorts all year, and that's my thing. Oh, do you think you're that guy? Because you know you get them at the front. There's row. one of those guys that works at my daughter's school. He's he's just shorts all year. Yeah. Because you know, my calves never get cold. My calves never get cold. You see, my don't get cold calves. Is that Mike like in his scribbling down the episode title? My calves have never been cold. <laughs> Fuck off. They never get cold. They never even get. What the- about your knobbly knees? I'm them. not saying your knees are any more knobbly than other people's knees, but what I mean is they're a, they're an outpost, aren't they? A knobbly knee. Yeah, but I'm wearing three quarter limbs in winter. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, thank God for that. <laughs> three quarter length trousers. You might as well say I like fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Sue me. It's just what I like. Anyway, this naughty kid, right? When that, the girls were playing that game with that other boy, he kept on like ruining the game by jumping on the inflatable. Where anyway, he was being quite mm. naughty, and then he was pushing the inflatable over like my kids' heads and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So first of all, he jumped on the thing and started pushing my daughter, and she stayed still. Was going. She went, "No, don't push me." Oh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Then he kept pushing her. And she went, "No," and then she gave him a push back. Yeah, which I thought was fine where are his parents because i'm one of them don't it first if you get it tell a teacher or an adult if you can if not you feel in danger give him one back my mate whose dad is i would say intimidating yeah when he was at school his dad instructed him to go in and you've just got to go in and punch the bully <laughs> there's a lot to be said about that we were told don't hit him first but if they hit you hit him back and make sure you get the last one in and also a cheeky one on the floor to keep him down. I've never hit anyone. You've never hit anyone? 
I've never hit anyone. Ever. Have you ever been hit? I don't think so. I'm just, it's just not the world I move in. There was no one at your school to have a fight with, was there? <laughs> I had a few fights at primary school. Yeah. But by the time I got to about 14, 15, there was only ever fights at quite young age. Yeah. I never was a fighter when it got... At my school, no one really fought unless you were fucking really hard. Because everyone was really, really hard. You just sort yeah, of yeah, just yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah. Just have that sandwich, not a problem. Just leave. It was like prison by the end. <laughs> one kid turned up to chase another kid on the back of a dirt bike and chased him through the field swinging a fucking chain. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, what, like Mad Max? Yeah. And then my dad got me into some fights as an adult. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> as an adult, I was probably about 17. Anyway, I don't tell her to hit back, but I'm like, if you feel in danger and they won't stop hitting you, then defend yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. But if, if they hit you, go and tell someone. Don't yeah. hit back. But our instructions were to hit back. Anyway, she was in the pool and he kept on pushing like an inflatable over her head. Yeah. And then it, she pushed it away once. She pushed it away the second time and then just pushed it really hard, not at him, but away, and just walked up to him and went, not cool. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, get it. And I was sat there watching it from the lounger because you've got to let them sort it out themselves. You can't be that person that jumps in. She went, not cool. Not cool. You've got a David Attenborough, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, was, I like that. It's quite a good thing to say. Not cool. Not cool. It's quite a good way to defuse the situation. And she took the cigarette out of his mouth and trod it into the floor as well, didn't she? And said, that is not cool either. Yeah, and then bog washed him like Ian yeah. Bill and Phil Mitchell. Oh, the other thing as well, so the people that keep the messaging saying that um, we said my daughter's name in one of the previous episodes. Oh, this is incredible. This is so good. This is so funny. It cracked me up. Thank you for that, obviously. Yeah. You're doing a great job, but you've provided some hilarious conversation for us this week well yeah when i've actually said my daughter's name it's really helpful because we like yeah. to snip that out because we want to give them some privacy as they grow up but um it was a time when i was talking about my daughter doing something and i, I referred to her as bridget jones but that was a joke because we were talking about the way she was doing something like a divorcee like sort of single adult woman so i referred to her as bridget jones. i want to confirm my daughter's name is not bridget jones beckett which i think no. BJB? She wouldn't survive school. <laughs> oh, BJ, here she comes. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. But, yeah, Bridget Jones was a joke. That isn't my daughter's name, yeah. just to confirm. Yes, fair enough. But, yeah, so that was sort of the um, the holiday update. That was a great holiday. Yeah, brilliant. I had a great time. But and we've covered a lot of hot topics. Hot topics, yeah. Fighting. Fighting. Competitiveness. Yes, game plan. Dominic Sandbrook. These are all big topics. If you wear three quarter length trousers, you are a paedophile. Where the calves get cold. Do calves get cold? Calves don't get cold. Because you, do you know what? You never see footballers. They'll go gloves and they'll go long sleeves, but they'll always keep the legs out. Yeah, exactly. And Grealish has them down, doesn't he? Goalies sometimes wear tracksuit trousers. Very rarely these days. But yeah. Very rarely these days. I love a, love a pair of shorts. I, I do wear those in sort of like leggings-y things when I play five side. That's more to stop the burn if you fall over, though. Oh, OK. Here you go. Here you go. So, yeah. Shall we end with my stressful morning, Rob? Yeah, let's do your stressful morning. Small business shout out. And then... Um... Oh, I've got something for next week. Go on. Do you know what? Because I'm away a lot in September. Yeah. I'm going to hold back a picture I've got of Rose buying too many strawberries. <laughs> Okay, save the gold. Save the gold. Let's not burn that up. <laughs> Remember, Michael Rob, put a pin in that because I'll forget. Rose bought too many strawberries. Okay, loads of strawberries. That's what we got to do. Yeah. Okay. So after my morning, yeah, I then wrote down everything I'd done that morning because I was like, I just need to. Then I can read through it. Busy morning. Yeah. Oh, Michael, while Josh is doing this, can you send the small business shout-outs, please, so we can do that. I don't think I've got them here. Okay, now, Rob, um, pay attention to me, mate. Well, no, sorry. No, but I was just... I'm joking. I didn't want to 
slow everyone up. Sorry, Josh, go on. No, no, it's, it's fucking fine. You're really small business, mate. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just getting... <laughs> sorry, sorry, Josh. Do you want some ASMR? Should I bang my wedding ring with a hammer? I can't hear any of this. <laughs> I can, it sounds great. That's just me knocking my microphone. Why have you got a hammer? Well, the only way I can get off these days is just before I ejaculate, I hammer my balls. <laughs> Got to do what we got to do, Josh. Yeah, fair enough. In your office, quite a weird place, but fair enough. No, this was used to hammer in some nails and things to hang my football uh, shirts up yeah, for soundproofing. Yeah, of course. Still a fucking mess, this place. I've got to sort it out in September. Come on, Josh. Sorry, go on. You're stressful morning. 7.30, get up. Oh, lying. Yeah, well, we, 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 we're on those times. Despite some people, some people thinking we should drop the nap, we get up at 7.30. <laughs> Just saying, just saying. It might get more of an evening. Some people. <laughs> no, not, not naming names. Not naming names. Some people. First thing I have to do, take the curtains out into the street. Why? We've got new curtains and we wanted to get rid of our velvet curtains and we were just going to leave them in the street for people to take. Right, okay. So I had to refold the curtains, take them out in the street. Let... Did people take curtains? They did, yeah. Did they? Yep. Four velvet curtains. Velvets? Out in the street. Is that, are they pricey velvet curtains? We've had them for seven or eight years. Yeah. No, I don't know. Just velvet. I don't know what velvet curtain sounds like. A Sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, she gave me a velvet curtain last night. Never had one before. What a woman. Did that. Realised I needed to cancel my gym for the next day before 10am because you had to give 24 hours notice. But didn't get around to that. Sure. Had to unbox the things in the hall. But I got sent a box of... I'm not going to say it because they said... They just sent me four energy drinks, this company. Yeah. Yeah. They somehow got my email and address, I don't know. They sent me four energy drinks and they said in the email, when you put this on your social media, do hashtag it ad. I'm like, fuck off, fuck off. Straight on the wall. Straight on the wall. Telling you that now. Eight quid's worth a drink for an advert. Yeah. Let's promote the rival brand to teach them a lesson. Okay. So, a thumbs up to the guys at Slimfast. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, make breakfast for the kids. Yep. Yep. Rose had to go out and get her coffee. Yep. <laughs> Why is Rose going out to get her coffee? What? Does she go out every morning for a coffee? Yeah. Really? She don't just make one indoors? Yep. And she likes the one from the shop just down the road. No. And then you're in with the kids. That's her thing. That's her thing. That's her thing. Do you know what my thing is? Fucking off for the weekend. <laughs> I've got to tell Lou that's my thing. This is my thing. My, <laughs> do you know what my thing is? Sleep until nine. <laughs> Well, that's also Rose's thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, she's going to love that. He's on fire. He's on fire today. Right, then I taught her some new bamboo. What for? Little panda in the garden? Yeah, no, we're growing tomatoes. <laughs> sure. And they've got too tall, and I bought some bamboo, and it was six inches tall, Rob. Yeah. And it wasn't tall enough. No, no. So then I taught her some bigger bamboo. Yeah. Yep. And then I went onto Amazon and then my password didn't work for some reason, so I had to re-log into Amazon. Yeah. Then I had to make breakfast and we only had 40 grams of porridge left rather than 60. Oh, gobble, gobble, gobble. Come on. So I had to make 40 grams of porridge for my kids rather than 60. Yeah. And then it turned out that's the right amount of porridge. Perfect. So I've been making too much porridge for all this time. I'm sure. Unload the dishwasher. Yep. Yeah, and I put the hose outside, I had to go and do that. Yeah. Then I got to make myself, so this is about half eight by now. Josh, I feel like this is a, you're doing this, not for me, not for the listener, for Rose. No, I'm doing it, I'm doing because... Do you not feel appreciated? <laughs> I know, I do feel appreciated. <laughs> I do feel appreciated, Rob. Then I got to have a cup of tea. Lovely, well done. Yeah. 
And then new wolf. Don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then my daughter got sent a stuffed wolf. And my son also wanted the stuffed wolf, yeah. like a toy. Yeah. So my wife ordered a new one so they could have one each. Yeah. And then they argued over who got the new one and who got the Lovely. old one. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. A problem solved and a problem started there. Yeah. And then when I went on Amazon earlier to do the bamboo, I realised that they'd never sent me a thing I'd ordered about a month before. And I looked and it was lost in transit. And it said, oh. it's been lost. You can apply to get your money back. <sighs> and I was like... That's a win. Yeah, but they hadn't told me. I'd just forgotten I'd ordered it. Right, that's sneaky. So then I had to go onto Amazon chat. So I went back into the Amazon chat at this point. That's a good one, actually. Check your lost in transits on Amazon. Get a bit of money back. Yeah, yeah. What was it, by the way? Double-ended dildo? I uh, know. It was just a toy thing for the kids. Some three-quarter-length trousers. Rob. Then I went out. Rose yeah. was like, it'll be in the woodshed thing. The bike shed we've got outside. And I was like... At the front, yeah. No, it's not in the bike shed. Have you got bikes? No, it was from the people before. Yeah. Yeah. We use it for wood and we use it for nothing else, really. Sure. And so I was like, no, it won't be in there because I put a padlock on there because we've started keeping my daughter's bike in there. Right, okay. And Rose said, no, it still opens. And I went outside, Rob. Yeah. And I had just done this. (laughs) This is fucking mental. For the last two weeks, I'd gone out, put my daughter's bike in there. Yeah. Bought a new padlock from Amazon and then padlocked it on. And gone, well, that'll sort it. <laughs> you, Have you seen the photo? I just attached oh, it. Oh, you sent it. I've sent the photo yeah. to you. I think I know what you've done already. You just, <laughs> just padlocked it onto one side. <laughs> I haven't padlocked anything attached. I just attached a padlock. <laughs> That's that job done. <laughs> Another job That's sold. <laughs> How thick am I? I've just attached it to one bit. So when you bring the bar down, yeah. this is what it looks like. So that's the bar I'm meant to attach it to. Right. All right. So it's meant to attach those two things. Yeah. I've just attached it. I don't even think that padlock will fit that, will it? No, it did. It did, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. I thought that when I came out. I thought that when I came out. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Was there anyone in it? Anything in it? Uh, no one nicked a bike. No, no, but was the parcel in there? No, no, no. So I had to carry on with my Amazon chat. I had to get my daughter dressed. Then I had to get uh, sort out the parking for some people that were delivering some garden furniture. Oh, God, that is a horrible job. Yeah. We used to have that. When we lived in Zone 3, we had to do parking permanents. It's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. So I sort out their parking. Then I go upstairs to meditate, <laughs> which I need. Oh, I've got that wrong, actually, Rob. I go upstairs to meditate. Yeah. Uh, sit down and then Rose shouts at me we need to sort out the parking for the people that are delivering the furniture lovely back there mid-meditate and then I realised that I is parking sorting out the parking a two-person job it's because uh, I've got the login to the Hackney Council website no it's a one-person job and it's your job yeah 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 and then I forget I'm still in this middle of this chat with Amazon so I go back into that chat with Amazon yeah and then I look at my phone it's 10.04 I haven't fucking cancelled the gym session <laughs> yep you've missed that missed that you're paying for that now yeah paying for that now and then I go and drop my daughter to a play scheme and uh, I get caught in traffic and that was my morning was it a nice morning? it was just the summer holidays did you need to do all those little admin jobs before 10 though could you not have done yeah because I was working oh right then you had to go straight into oh, right okay yeah <laughs> Are you looking forward to September, the start of the school term? Yeah, although I don't see... When I was thinking about that, I was like, well, I don't see how that would be different if she was in school. Mm. 
but yeah yeah she would have dropped her off slightly earlier but I mean what I'm going to say though is Josh yeah. like it or not your youngest child's nap will end I just don't think it will I just don't think it will so you're going to lose two and a half hours I just don't think it will it will age of two he just he loves napping it, it will end and then what will happen is you'll be trying to work and then Rose will be downstairs with a toddler for two and a half hours should we do the small business shout out <laughs> let's do a bit of that but um, I appreciate you Josh don't worry about it and all you do I signed up to the RSPB, Rob. I got absolutely done on the way into a farm the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that birds? Just birds? Well, no. Actually, it's everything now. What's the RSPA, RSPCA, then? Uh, that's more for, like, cruelty to animals, isn't it? What's PB, then? It's like nature reserves and stuff. Right, OK. Hi, Rob and Josh. Absolutely love your podcast and book. As new parents ourselves, we thought, how can we make this even harder and decided to start a business in lockdown called Bee and Bonnet alongside having our daughter Florence. It's locally sourced honey infused with scotch bonnet chilies. Blimey, O'Reilly. It's delicious on pizzas. I bet it is. Grilled meats, veggies, cocktails, basically everything. We started in 2020 and are now stocked in restaurants, pop-ups and delis around the UK. You can buy it at www.b, as in buzz, and bonnet b-o-n-n-e-t dot co dot uk follow us on instagram b underscore and underscore bonnet uk would appreciate a shout out as we're huge fans and really love the podcast thank you narelle and tom okay here we go hi rob and josh this one is for the mums and mums to be in brackets sorry dads brutal i work for maternally fit which is run by the wonderful helen we are a small team of physiotherapists who run exercise classes across london and surrey for pregnancy and beyond we aim to empower and educate women on exercising safely during and after pregnancy including how to do those all important pelvic floor exercises we want women to keep fit and strong for labor and motherhood and meet our other fabulous women along the way our classes are individually tailored so are suitable for everyone including those who have never exercised you can find us on our website www.maternallyfit.co.uk or contact us on instagram at maternallyfit underscore or email info at maternallyfit.co.uk for a free trial class thank you love the podcast sophie so that's surrey and london for maternally fit josh i'll see you next time it's been a joy loved it See you next time. Look forward to it. Cheers, bye. Bye. Hello, I'm Charles Brandreth. What's the very first thing you remember? That's the question I'll be asking my famous and fascinating guests in Rosebud, my new podcast about first memories and first experiences. My first memory is handing my Auntie Muriel a piece of... Of turd. Other guests include Dame Judi Dench, Alison Hammond, and Rory Stewart. Download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Psst, it's me, Alan. There's no place like London's Hackney Empire this September, or so I'm told. With shows from three of the UK's top comedians. Join team captain of 8 out of 10 Catsters Countdown, John Richardson. Recent I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here star, Sean Walsh. And me, Alan Carr. We're all visiting Hackney Empire this September with our critically acclaimed tour shows. Ooh, la-di-da. Tickets available from hackneyempire.co.uk. See you there, my loves.